Hello, and welcome to the CFL Podcast, Season 2, Episode 10. And today we're talking mental strategy when the workout gets tough. Podcast. This is exciting for the people. This sure is very exciting for the people. I'm sure they are happy. This that is what me. the people want. Okay. They're gonna start. You know what my favorite thing is though? It's when you look at your phone when I'm trying to talk to you. Oh, I didn't know you were trying to talk to me right then. I thought you were talking to the people. Well, I Welcome think it's even more rude. Welcome back to the podcast, Grace. <laughs> Thank you for and let's go ahead and get started here. So we're on time crunch because you got to head out in a few minutes, and we want to talk about your personal mental strategies. Mm-hmm. These are your personal mental strategies, and then I'm going to talk about strategies at large when the yeah. workout starts to get tough. When you're on round three of that five-round workout and you also maybe didn't want to come to the gym that day and the workout is not your workout and everything sucks and everybody's terrible and you want to quit but you're not going to, what do you tell yourself then? Okay. Right? Well, not, not like specifically that. I was just queuing it up, giving the people context. Yeah, I think um, a big part of it context. is, especially when you're coaching from when you're working out and you can see it from both sides, and especially like if you do the workout, you coach that same exact workout, you know where it's ugly, you know where it's like, ugh, that part. Like, I know what's going on in their head right now. But being able to watch someone go through it and being able to also feel yourself go through it are like two completely different things of like, the conversation going on in your head versus what you look like on the outside. Right. It's funny. I was joking around with a couple of people from the 530 class. It was like Brad and uh, Eric were in it. And I was like, why are they resting during this part of the workout? Right? And then later when I worked out at 330, I was like in that part of the workout. And I was like, how are they actually moving that fast? Uh, which is kind of funny because, yeah, viewing it. Also, also times two people will lift a weight or do a couple movements and it just feels terrible. But if you ever look at yourself back in the camera or if you kind of ask the coach, like, yeah, hey, what did it look like? Yeah, I'm super guilty of that. What did it look like when I was uh, doing it? Like, and then we come back and we're like, it didn't look that bad. It looked like it was pretty good. You were moving the bar officially. You looked good and you're like, oh gosh, because it felt that like That felt like awful in my head. Yeah. So let's get into it. Let's decide. Uh, I know you have some notes there that I'm not allowed to look you at. Just to read thing. Do you want to start it so I can lead it into it? I don't, you have it. Sure. And I think you some of us have. have <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Some of us have more anxious thoughts in our heads than others on the regular, but then some days it's worse than others too for your own self. Like some workouts, some days dependent, and it can be even a workout that you think you're going to like. These are all my favorite movements. I'm going to jam through this. And then suddenly the internal talk just starts going wrong. And um, I think you should have strategies to get yourself out of it. Yeah, are you going to share yours? I will. We're queued up. Well, I got a couple here. So the one first one is now I like running usually. Um, and I know a lot of people, it's not their favorite thing. But what a trick I use when I'm running is especially um, when a workout has like more runs that come up or like today, we're going to run, we're going to do some stuff, we're going to run, do some stuff, run. So those runs are actually part of the workout itself. They're not just really long rest periods where we're going to shuffle our feet. And I know some people get themselves through the barbell, they go to go to the run and it's like, oh my God, at least no one's watching me. And it becomes really slow sometimes. Um, I use, if it's like, we'll say 400 meter run, I use from the door when I start running out of the gym to the 200 meter mark on the ground. So that's only a hundred meters away. That is what I call my rest time. So I use that as just like whatever you want to do, shuffle my feet, 
don't care, have no thoughts, have no pressure on myself to just kind of breathe and get myself through there. So I'm still moving. But then once I hit that 200 meter mark, I use the rest of it as my actual run as part of the workout. But I like to give myself a little mental break there. And then knowing I'm not going to have any pressure on that first hundred, that's going to be my rest really makes the rest of the 300 meters a lot easier. And you'll pick up a lot of speed that way too. Yeah, when it's a 400-meter run. And now, taking that and applying it to at-large, basically what she's saying there is give yourself a few minutes, no matter the movement. Her example was a run. The first 200 meters, which usually pulls out to about a minute, maybe a little bit more, still moving but catching your breath, and then or till the 200-meter mark, you said? Yeah. So then that's actually only 100 meters. So the first 100 meters into the run. So it doesn't matter. If we're talking at-large here, basically the first couple of movements, giving yourself a chance to purposely slow down to catch your breath, gather your thoughts. And then once you get to that certain point running, so you could also use the clock for this. Mm -hmm. So if you're in between movements, you could look up, let's say it's at the 45 second mark. You're going to say, all right, at the top of the minute, I'm going to pick up this barbell. I'm going to pick up this wall ball. Um, And that's just giving you landmarks. You could also use that to set goals. So if running is not your forte, I would say once you hit the 200 meter mark, say, okay, until I hit the uh, shadow puppet parking lot, like where that driveway is, or Mm -hmm. where's that, I'm going to run hard. And then when I go to turn around the 400 meter mark, I'm going to take my breath, take a couple steps and then run hard again. So setting small tangible goals, whether they be rest or whether they be work to try to help you move through the, through the workout. What's the, what's the next one you have on here? Cause you have a list. So I feel like we could go. Yeah. Well, there's kind oh, of like breaking down rep schemes. Okay. Oh my gosh. You're not supposed to read it. I well, will ask, I will say, you can ask what it is. Okay. Breaking down rep schemes. <laughs> um, so if there's a workout that, and this is just kind of a more simple one, but approaching it that. When I am in the beginning, I'm going to be more fresh and feel better. If I go, if I'm going to do 15 reps, I'm never going to go five, five, five. Because when I go to pick up that second set of five, I'm going to be like, oh my God, I already know what this feels like. And I'm more tired than I just was. I always go six, five, four or descending ladder. Because to me, as I get back there, I already then have like a positive role on it. Yeah. It's and a mental I'm, edge of that. You don't have to do the same amount of reps. I tell people that all the time, too. All the it's time. Like, even that one less rep gives you that kind of mental edge. But the funny thing is there, and the interesting thing would be uh, to talk to you know somebody who has actually had studied this before, is why is it, and I'm, I'm always fascinated by this, why is it that when it is descending reps, it feels better even though the total work is the same? Why is it that when a certain song comes on, all of a sudden you could kind of lift yourself up and pick yourself up? Why is it that you could always do one more rep at the end but knowing that there's not a lot of finite stuff, you were able to find that energy then. So what are we exactly tapping into? Because it's a mental state. It's not a physical state. Because if it was physical, your body would shut down, right? So it's a mental state. So what exactly are we tapping into during that time period that allows you to have that little extra push? So That would be okay, very interesting. Do I get to talk? No. This is my <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, of course. Go ahead. <laughs> no. No. No, you're just a prop. Um... <laughs> You're just a thumbnail. Uh, for me, responding to that, the anytime I can get myself on, I will roll two ways in a workout, and anyone who knows me watches this happen. When I'm either going to go down like the positive spin, <laughs> and positive is going to build on positive, I'm going to be relaxed, everything's going to be going good. One positive leads me to the next positive. So having one less rep, I'm like, okay, now I'm good. Now I feel good. Now I'm like, that wasn't that hard. I can move on to the next thing. Still feeling fine. If I roll down a negative spin, we've all seen this happen. We've all felt this happen. But once I'm like, oh, God, that was already heavy. It's like my next thought is automatically going to jump to negative 
unless I kind of oversee it and pull all that from happening, I will just continuously spiral, spiral down the negative yeah. versus I can also continuously spiral down the positive. It just takes a little bit more effort to do that. Yeah. And I, and this is good. I'm glad you brought that up because I also feel like that's the same case in life. So I yeah. feel that people that are negative, a lot of the conversation that they have are negative. It starts to always become negative and you might not even realize it, but like audit yourself and kind of pay attention to the thoughts or the way you're approaching it. Are you walking in right away? And again, we'll keep this workout related not to hurt any feelings out there. That's but, true. But uh, if you're, if, if you walk in and you say, oh, this workout sucks or I hate X movement or this is the worst or, oh, I got to come here and do this you've already started it. So you haven't even started the workout, but you set the uh, mental pattern, which we all do. And you're going to have days that'll be, you know, better than some. Well, we talk about that too, with our nutrition people, not just workout right. related. Is yeah. It's just staying in control. Well, that's why I just said just to stay workout related, not to like, it's the same, but it's just staying in rude. control of your choice. <laughs> not to be rude. Not you know to how just I get. specifically pick on people. Nobody cares. Work harder. But to like stay in control of whatever you're doing. But then if you are mentally in control of like, no, I'm relaxed. I've done, I have less reps this time. It's going well. You're in a relaxed state. You're in control. Then the next thing you're choosing, like I'm going to pick up this ball and I'm going to rest for three seconds after I do five reps or whatever you're going to do. But then you're making those choices. The rest isn't just kind of like this tidal wave, like waiting to hit you. And then all of a sudden you're like, I can't. Yeah, yeah. You can't. You don't understand how hard yeah, this is right now. Yeah, but going back to that as well too. And there's a difference between kind of a, a banter about like, oh, I hate this movement or this one sucks or whatever, whatever. No, right. But and um, already deciding in your head that it's going to go wrong. Right, but there's that, and then there's like there's that next level of it where you're like that with everything, and you're like, I can't do this and this and blah blah blah. And then you there's even start to blame like this workout's dumb. Why are we doing this movement? Like I know you know all that. Uh, and that same kind of path that you lead down also will determine your performance and how you feel. So trying to keep in some sort of positive, whether it be, um, what are you covering those for? Why are you trying to read? How do you know it's covered? <sighs> it's like, it's some sort of like, we're taking a test, but yeah, anyways, just trying to stay, <laughs> starting to say positive mindset or even changing the goal from, all right, I'm going to do the workout and crush it to, you know what, I'm just here today, and that's enough of the positive. I'm going to slow everything down purposely. I'm going to really dial in on mechanics because mentally I just don't feel like I want to push that hard today, which is also great because then you get a chance to really focus in your movement. So just change the mindset from I'm going to speed through the workout, right, into I'm going to go ahead and just slow it down. It's not my day. Focus on the quality movement. Maybe drop the weight down a little bit. And that way I could stay in that positive mindset without setting myself up for failure. All right, go ahead. and. I just thought that it's funny that you're talking about like having a positive mindset to them looking at me and being like, oh. Yeah. And then continuing to talk. Well, about I'm still positive that the well, podcast Well, I just don't want you to bring these up or, or hear them and then say them and then think they were your thoughts because they're my thoughts. <laughs> Okay. Um, Let's go. Keep it moving. So anyways. You only have a couple more minutes. And this one, I'm going to be positive here. (laughs) This one I think has a lot to do with when things start going different than how you have them planned in your head, which is I'd say 95% of my days. My days are really great in my head and everything's going really well. Does it really come out the way that you have everything planned? Not usually, but that doesn't mean it's all bad. So Um, especially for some of us that have mental anxieties more than others of which I have. Why are you always victimizing yourself? 
You don't know. Maybe somebody listening to this says... I said for some of us. I'm, I mean, me and you. <laughs> oh. I'm connecting with the people who... I have a lot of anxiety. I've gone through all of that. Uh, and that comes up in my workouts. But I think it's a great place to be able to separate it and kind of battle it in a healthy way. And it's it's something you get to keep working at every day. And at the end of it, even if it didn't go as you planned, like you still worked out, you're still in a better place than you were. Yeah. So, um, but those kind of like yeah. run through my head. I know, I know these run through everyone's head, but like the uncontrolled thoughts start. So if I'm doing like wall balls, um, I'm all of a sudden like, oh my God, my shoulders are so tired. I'm never going to be able to do more reps. And, you know, then this is going to get worse and like, oh God, I have to break or those kinds of things. Um, So when those uncontrolled thoughts are happening, the workout isn't going like my set of 10 isn't going as great as I thought it was going to. I try to stop thinking about that thought at hand and I go and I think about other things that are going on. So I go through like my form check and I'll go through like from literally from my head, like down to my toes. So like where I do one wall ball rep and I'm like, okay, am I catching the ball nice and high? And I do one and I come back down and I'm like, no, that felt great. So are my elbows up where they're supposed to be? And I do two and I'm like, no, my elbows were good. And then I think about, is my squat going well? Am I staying in my heels? Like those kinds of things. And I take it off of the thoughts that I'm having and put the thoughts on something that can be like more helpful or try to think, could I drive out of the bottom of the squat faster or those kinds of things? And suddenly I'm through 10 reps. Uh, I'm not kind of in that spiral of those thoughts in my head and I move on to the next thing and it really isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. So serving thoughts. Yeah. That's actually what that's called. And it's just trying to separate thoughts that are serving what you're trying to accomplish versus the ones that are not serving what you're trying to accomplish. And I think one little caveat that I would like to add to your thing, because I'm picking backing off your notes, <laughs> the whole reason <laughs> no, why you, you were, covered them. You were but, um, right. But uh, the piggyback off of that too is when the thoughts start to speed up and everything else, uh, when those thoughts start to speed up and when you start to feel like they're getting out of control a little bit, taking a quick breath and then purposely slowing everything down and then moving into your form check or whatever it is, moving into that. You have to have some sort of tangible like distinction and recognize first, okay, I need to slow these thoughts down, take a big, deep breath, and then roll through thoughts that are going to serve you rather than this sucks, this is hard, my shoulders hurt, exactly like you were saying. It's more so like, okay, square off my chest, uh, square off my chest, square (laughs) off my stance, make sure my chest is up, make sure Mm -hmm. I'm driving through those heels and really using the legs to the fullest extent if I can. And uh, focusing on your breath is another one. Are you getting in good oxygen? Are you breathing between those reps? Um, piggybacking off your notes, uh, and just really focusing on thoughts that serve you versus ones that continue to lead it out of control. I think this is also a good way to wrap it as well too. It'll be a shorter one, but that's okay just to get you out of here on time. Yeah. So just let's run down a let's run down a checklist of the stuff. Do you, can okay. you hit it all super quick? Yeah. Hit so it. I like to break up what I'm doing, um, especially if that's a long workout. But I break up. I give myself a little bit of rest and then a little bit of like intentional work at the same time. So I do that when I'm running. I use the 200 meter mark for like 400 or we said you can do that kind of on a clock. Kind of just give yourself time where you're relaxing, where you're not expecting much of yourself and then time where you can focus on really getting through what you're trying to get through. Also with my rep schemes, I always go descending because ascending just eats me alive. If I'm doing a set of 15, I'm going to break it into six, five, and four. I don't go five, five, five. Um, and then I guess these are all kind of together, but taking my thoughts away from, um, where I start to feel like I'm kind of internalizing things and I'm going down a rabbit hole 
Of negativity. Of negativity. I take my thoughts and I start going through something else that takes me off of it, but also can maybe help me. So I go through my form. I'm thinking about driving through my legs. I'm thinking about breathing. And then um, I think just icing on top. We didn't talk about it. But um, I... Whoa, I just totally forgot what I was going to say. Cool. Can I bullet point them? Yeah. I want to bullet point them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, Whoa, wait, what? So, I'm going to come back. All right. So the, the first <laughs> one is uh, focusing and breaking stuff into small goals, whether it's rest goals or whether they're action goals. Number two is setting up rep schemes to give yourself a mental edge. Go descending and uh, stay focused on chipping away at it one at a time. Number three here is we're talking about serving thoughts. So when you start to feel yourself going down that rabbit hole of negativity, take a big deep breath, slow everything down there for a second, get yourself back on a positive uh, checklist of either form or thoughts that are going to serve you. Boom. Boom. Okay, so that that pretty much wraps it up. And um, I think this is a, a great chance every time you're in the workout What I like to use is it's a really good chance when you start to feel yourself going into that negative hole is to what are you doing mentally to bring yourself out of it because that will help you a ton in life. So when something comes up that's unexpected or real pain happens, life stuff happens, you're able to use these same mental strategies to take the deep breath, prioritize, and then execute with thoughts that serve you. Working on your mental fitness is just as hard as working on your physical fitness. And that's something we get to do every day in the gym and we're having fun while we're doing it. But you don't realize that every time you're doing that, you can apply that so much outside. Like you're so much stronger than you think you are, but it's something you have to work at. You don't just get fitter by coming into the gym. You have to work at it every day. And I think you also need to remember that you have to work at your mental fitness at the same time. Physical, mental, physical strength, mental strength. Yeah. Physical muscles, mental muscles. You got to build them both. All right, that's it. Hope you guys enjoyed it and hope you guys could use some of these strategies to uh, serve you in life and in workouts. Anything else? Yeah, no. Adios. Bye. Bye.